Welcome to another edition of the Litigation Psychology Podcast. <clears throat> Dr. Bill Kanaski. Good to talk to you today. How's everybody doing? Yeah, that's what I thought. Hopefully all positive. Uh, we have a um, different type of podcast today. This podcast is going to be for the younger attorneys. We're going to talk about building your book of business, otherwise known as business development. Uh, young attorneys, defense attorneys, um, what you will need to do is uh, you're going to have to do some extra work. And I know that's not what you want to hear, but if you're going to build your own book of business, you're going to get promoted. You're going to make more money. You're going to have your own client base. There's things that you're going to need to do. Now, you know, if the person in front of you retires and you inherit all that work, congratulations. Um, most of us don't, don't get that luxury. But I've outlined some things uh, that I've done in my career and I've helped other attorneys with that I think is going to be a, a, a benefit uh, for you. However, before I jump into that, what do I got to do? Yes, it is Kanaski rant time. Okay, so at the airport the other day, and this, this is just something that makes me nuts. So I am boarding. I am, I'm in group one. All right. Now, group one really means group like four, right? If you're in group one, you're not really group one. You're, you're a group four. Okay. There's a bunch of people getting on the plane <clears throat> before you. So I'm group one. And they tell her, yeah, we're going to be boarding soon. So, you know, you know we're going to start with this group, blah, 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 followed by this group. And then group one, it's one through nine. On American Airlines, by the way, detest them for a number of reasons. That's a different podcast. And so everybody stands up, right? And there's this big crowd, the big crowd around where the, the line is supposed to be, right? And so they start with these kind of pre, you, you've, you know my, if you listen to the uh, 100th episode, you know, you know my stance on pre-boarding. I don't know why they call it pre-boarding. Know why? You're boarding. You're boarding. So you got these three or four groups in front of me. I'm group one. So they finally call group one. I can't. I can't get up there. I can. I'm. It's just jam packed. So I. I'm trying to like nudge my way through people. I'm trying to be nice. And so all these people blocking, right? Blocking the entranceway. I'm like, I'm sorry. Um, what what group number are you? And she looks at me. She goes, oh, I'm group five. I said, excuse me? Yeah, I'm group five. Oh, my gosh, people. Do you want to know? Okay, if you're in group five, do you want to know when you should stand up? When they call group five. Ugh. This is what I go through, folks. This is what I go through. Why I fly Southwest. I don't have to deal with this shit. God, people in group seven are huddled around the entrance, right? And they're on group two. And group two people can't get by. Makes me nuts. Do you ever notice people are, they will kill each other to get on that plane. Once the plane lands, no one's in a hurry to get off. Everything's civil getting off the plane hell it's slow getting on that plane people will just run over each other listen 
folks, if you're in group seven, sit down until they call group seven. Christ, man, I got a headache already today. Just, I gotta turn this phone off. Listen, scatterbrained, scatterbrained. It's hurricane season here in Florida, so I'm dealing with that stuff. You live in Florida, you know what I'm talking about. But people, is it now see what, what upsets me in the Southwest, right? I'm always A1. Okay. But whoever's like A3 or A4, they're always standing right up front in A1, the A1 spot. So I have to walk up to them at the front. Be like, hey, I'm A1. They're like, oh, I'm A4. I'm like, okay, well, why don't you get back about four steps? buddy shouldn't be in the a1 spot get your ass back to a4 gosh now you got me all going okay enough of that rant let's get back to business development young defense attorneys what do you need to do i've outlined it here's a couple things that you're going to need to do number one and this is very important you're going to have to write some articles blogging is okay blogging is okay I endorse it. However, okay, it's not official. It's not a publication. Okay. Anybody can, my 14-year-old my son can blog if he wants to, but he's going to have difficulty publishing a paper. Okay. You got to write and you got to write something that your clients, your colleagues too, to an extent, is going to be valued by your clients. Okay. So start with this by brainstorming some paper ideas. Okay. These don't have to be crazy long papers. Typically something, you know, I like that 2000 to 4,000 word mark. It's not crazy. And write and submit it to a journal, a legal journal. Okay. All of these groups, you know, DRI, CLM, all, all these groups. Uh, um, I do a lot of trucking work, a lot of the uh, trucking publications. All right. There are, uh, you know, ABA, all kinds of, all kinds of ways to publish papers, but you got, you got to write, you got to put the time into writing. It's got to be something interesting and appealing and hopefully something that has a little unique slant. Okay. And then you're going to have that forever to market yourself with. It's very important. That goes on your CV. And then when we're going to talk about in the future here, reaching out uh, to potential clients, you send that with your, with your CV. Okay, you send that. Very important. Gives you a lot of credibility. Okay. So you got to get to writing, get your list of topics. Okay, brainstorm some topics and get to writing something unique. Something again that's going to benefit, be a value to your client, not just your colleagues, because your colleagues aren't your clients, right? If you're writing an article that's really, really good, and really it's only valuable to other defense attorneys, um, that's okay. But you want it to be valuable to your client. So, what are those topics? Well, generally, right? <laughs> how how to win more and how to save money. Okay, those should be the themes of your two topics or some combination of the two. Okay, put yourself in the client's shoes. They want to do two things. <laughs> they want to win either at trial or at mediation. 
98% of cases settle. So uh, mediation, right? How you working up your cases, right? Things to do to win at mediation, but also things to do to win a trial. Two very important topics. <clears throat> but probably the most important topic with all your clients, particularly if you're doing any insurance defense work, is you got to save them money, right? You got to practice life effectively, but simultaneously save them money. They see cost savings, they're interested. So those are really two good themes. And any topic you pick can fit in one or both of those themes, but you got to you got to word it the right way. Okay. Clients like cost savings, clients like winning. Okay. So it has to be in one of those two silos. So think about that. Think, you know, go out, read some other art, read what other people have published. What's missing? Where can you fill a gap? Okay. And you'll find your topic. Now, other areas, you know, to look at is again, uh, I talked about trucking, but you know, if you're in MedMal or products, they all have their own little publications and their own little subgroups. They're always looking for articles. I get contacted every week. Somebody wants me to write a damn article for their newsletter, their website, their actual magazine or publication. <clears throat> Do some homework, get those ideas, figure out where's a good place for me to get started. Again, two things, winning, trial and mediation, cost savings. Okay. You cannot lose with those two topics, but you got to write. Again, blogging's okay. But then it's all dependent on, you know, who's reading your blog, right? And that doesn't really go on your, on your CV, all right? Writing is important. Those articles, you get unpublished, they stay with you forever. They stay with you forever. And it looks impressive on your CV. But then in your subsequent business development efforts, right? You start building up these articles you send, looks really, really good. Looks really, really good. Now you're saying, I'm a young attorney, never published before, don't have a lot of experience. What do I do? Team up with a partner. Team up with a senior partner. Say, hey, let's write this together. Yeah, you may be second author. It goes on your CV. You can publish it together. Okay. And then you're going to use it. I'm going to show you how you're going to use it in a second. Okay. Team up with somebody else. If you're young, and you don't have a lot of experience. The, the point is to get the process started. Like in academia, my first five publications, I was second author, third author, fourth author, right? And then I'm like my sixth or seventh paper, I'm, I'm first author. Okay. It takes time to get there. Also, when you start, if you're second author, third author, right? Um, and then you're submitting your first author paper someplace to have the writing experience looks really, really good, you know, for the editor, right? Whoever's in charge of that publication, it looks good. So brainstorm, winning cost savings, team up with somebody that has experience, write, write your first article together, do a couple of those, then You'll gain time, you'll gain experience, then you'll be ready for that first authorship paper, but it's an absolute must, okay? If you don't write business developments, very, very difficult for the young attorney. Next, speeches, just as important, 
But with most speeches at conferences, they require that you give them written material to pass out. CLE credits need written material. So these kind of go hand in hand. I would suggest writing the paper first, then developing your slides and marketing the speech. If you do it the other way around, your paper is going to suck. Because you submit a topic to speak on, they say, well, we need, we need uh, your written materials are due in 90 days. Well, you may not have a lot of time to get that together. It's going to be sloppy. It's not going to be well thought out. It's not going to be well researched. Okay. Do the writing first. And then when you submit, you already have the writing sample available. The writing materials are available. You submit it. You're going to get in every time. Okay. And you're going to have a better paper because you will have allowed yourself the time to put something really nice together. Where do you speak? Again, conferences, right? But you got to really be careful. You know, you, you, I think presenting at DRI is a good thing. But if you're an attorney, 90% of the audience are other attorneys. Now, this does have its value from a professionalism, you know, collaborating with your colleagues. You know, I, I think that's important, but you're not going to get new clients out of that. Okay. So you want to make sure at least half your audience are potential clients that see you and go, oh, wow, I'd like to hire this person. Okay. It's important. Some conferences, okay, are specifically designed to have a mixed crowd, mixed with defense attorneys, mixed with clients. <clears throat> That's a good thing. But here's really where it's at. And this is the tough part because you're going to get a lot of rejections. But if you get in, it's golden. Is you, you make a call to a potential client, somebody that you want to get in with, a corporation, insurance company. And you say, hey, I know you have an annual claims meeting. I know you have probably a quarterly claims meeting. I would like to volunteer my time and show up and put on a talk for you and your staff. Mm -hmm. Free of charge. And you take your topic in and you speak directly to the in-house corporate legal or corporate claims. Okay. We're skipping over everybody else. Okay. That's where it's at. How do you get that though? It's tough. You got to do some homework. Who's the decision maker? And you're going to reach out. And I, know, I know you millennials don't like to pick up the phone, but you're going to pick up the phone. I don't, I, I don't think this is an email issue. I think you pick up the phone and you call it. Yeah, I'd like to speak to the head of claims or the head of risk. Do your homework. Who you need to talk to? And you say, hey, how you doing? I'm Emily or I'm Joe or I'm Bob or I'm, I'm Susie. I'm an attorney and I put together this CLE. I've put together this presentation. I think it's going to be valuable to you. And guess what it's going to do? It's going to help you win more and save money. Yeah. Anybody in-house that hears that. Hmm. That sounds interesting. <clears throat> right. You got to get in front of the right people. Um, I'm not bashing DRI, but I hear a lot of complaints saying that, well, you know, it's 90% my compet, like I'm presenting to my competitors. <clears throat> well, you are. 
Now, if you care about the defense bar, you should be right to help each other. So I get, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying for, that from an educational motivation, that's fantastic. DRI is fantastic <laughs> for education, mm. for business development, not so much. You're going to have to get in front of a conference that has a mixed crowd mm. or my suggestion, go right to the source, go right to the source, go to the corporation, make a few phone calls, do some LinkedIn searches, do some Googling. Who's the person in charge of risk or claims? Call them. <laughs> Millennials, I'm, I pick up the phone. Okay. And not to text and not to eat. No, and make a phone call. So I'm actually old enough. I'm almost 50. When I got my jobs and I, I got in the grad, yeah, I picked up a phone. Okay. I picked up, there was no email. <laughs> And said, hey, you know, I'm Bill Kanaski, and um, I think I can help you out. I've put something together here. I'd like to get in front of your group. Do it for free. Take an hour. Be shocked how many people say yes. Because you made the call. Emails? Pfft, spam. Delete, 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 delete. I, I delete 75 emails a day of people asking me for shit. <laughs> Pick up the phone, folks. Call the source, get in front of a potential client. They may say, well, we already have elite. We already have a panel of attorneys. Say, good, congratulations. I'd like a tryout. Like the NFL combine. I'd like, a, I'd like you to watch me do the 40-yard dash. Do the vertical leap. <laughs> I'd love to be on your panel, but I need to earn it. I'm not asking to be on it immediately. I'd like a shot. And step one is let me get in front of you and present what I know. So I think it's going to be valuable to you and your claims team or your risk team or your in-house corporate legal team. And then you're there and you're the only presenter and everybody in that audience is important. Unlike most conferences that you go to. Okay. So we have to combo, we have to write, we have to put together a CLE slash continuing education type of program. PowerPoint's great. Okay. And you put that together, you have it ready to go. Now you're going to do this. Once you get, start getting that ball rolling, you're going to do this with multiple potential targets. We're not talking the shotgun approach where you're going to call 50 companies. That, no. But target, you know, somewhere between five and 10. Okay. If you hit on three of them, it's like baseball. Okay. You get three hits out of 10, you're going to the Hall of Fame. Okay. Business development, sales, market, same thing. <laughs> same thing. Mm. I developed a hit rate like in the 90%. I mean, cra crazy. And, but why? I put some unique information together that I knew would be very, very valuable to clients. And I picked up the phone and asked. I didn't email. And I emailed with them afterwards to set things up. But the, the original contact was, hey, let's talk. Or I even, or I said, hey, can I stop by and say hi? Have coffee. I'm an attorney. In my case, consultant. <laughs> I'd like to meet you. And I'd sit down, have a cup of coffee. Hey, how you get to know each other. Yeah, and if it worked out well, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes later, be like, hey, I'd like to stop by again. This time, you know, if you guys have like a weekly meeting or a monthly meeting, I could do a lunch and learn 
Where did those go? Thank you, COVID. <laughs> no more lunch and learns. Bring it back, folks. But you got to put in this. This is not hourly billing, guys, gals. This is your time that you're investing towards your future. Okay. Evenings, weekends. I've, I've written most of my papers on airplanes and in my hotel room. That's what I've done. Huge book of business. Airplanes and hotel rooms. <laughs> A lot of writing. Okay, put this stuff together. And your slides can't suck. Okay, so you get there and then your slides suck. And then they laugh at you out of the You can't do that. You have a really professional presentation. And by the way, I hate to tell you, because I go to a lot of legal conferences and I present. I'm always the best presenter. Why? Well, because I'm a professional speaker. I do this every week. Okay. Don't get mad, defense counsel. Don't, I'm not bashing you. I'm a professional speaker. I speak every single week. Okay. You guys don't. But I see your slides at the conferences. Oh my gosh, you're terrible. It's like your slides for trial. Those are, you, you always bring them to me for trial. Hey, look at these slides. Are the, is the jury going to understand these slides? And I'm like, hell no, they're not. I got to change them all around for you. I got to do the same thing for you in front of your clients. Your slides stink. You don't have enough graphics. And you put too much shit on one slide, just like you do with the jurors. And you overwhelm the jury, you overwhelm your audience. Too much text. Remember, who's the spotlight? You. You are, you are the prize. You are the spotlight. <clears throat> okay? Nice bullet points with some nice graphics on your slides. You do the talking. You don't read off the damn slides. Too many words, very, very bad. No images, no graphics, bad. I have an image on every damn slide. Every damn slide. And, and not a lot of writing on the slide. Bullet points, folks, and then you show your expertise, okay? Not through those words, but out of your mouth, okay? Talk to your audience. You don't want them reading your slides. You want them looking at you. So stop with the paragraphs on slide. No one's reading that shit. Your jurors don't read it. Why would your clients read it? Okay? Man. I think, I think that airport rant got me, <laughs> got, got me going. All right. Another thing you could do, and I do this all the time, and I, I actually love it. I was hesitant at first. Um, you can partner with, with somebody like me. I get a lot of calls from defense counsel saying, hey, can you do a presentation with me? We could do this together. You can handle the psychological slide. I can handle the legal slide, <laughs> but you got all the good stuff. You know how to make slides and I want to tag team this with you. I do that all the time. It's been really, really successful, <clears throat> really successful. So I do a lot of co-presentations with defense counsel. <clears throat> I'm okay with that <clears throat> sometimes. <clears throat> I far prefer the stage myself, but if I get asked to do it, <clears throat> um, I've had good success with that. And uh, I think you can too. And again, remember, you can always partner with another attorney, hopefully, preferably someone in your firm, like a partner, and uh, tag team it together, particularly on those first couple that you want to do. 
get the hang of it. You know, public speaking is not for everybody. I know some damn, damn good attorneys. Damn good attorneys. But they're just not good trial attorneys. They're good litigators. They're brilliant. But getting up in front of people, that's just not their thing. Okay? This is not their thing. And that may not be your thing, but you can learn it. You can get more experience. Oh, that's another thing. If you're a trial attorney or defense attorney and you want to practice talking to juries, get in front of clients. People are people. That's why getting in front of mock trials and mock juries are so important. You're talking to people. You're honing your skills. It took me, I mean, I'm still learning things to be the best public speaker I can and to influence an audience. 20 years into this, <laughs> 25 if you count grad school and all those presentations, you can always get better. And there's a lot of mistakes that you make that you don't even know about. That's why I go to these legal conferences and <laughs> man, I watch some of the presentations and well, first of all, I'm trying to stay awake, right? And then the slides stink. I told you about that. A failure to connect with your audience. Okay. So we got to get some writing ideas down. We got to identify targets. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd spread it out. Some, some corporations, maybe a couple of insurance companies. Okay. Also look at those conferences. Hopefully when you get, you know, you get a mixed group. Hey, you get the lottery on one client. One person sees you and says, hey, I like this person. And then typically after that, they're inviting you to talk at their company. That's another way to get into the corporate, right? You're at the cocktail hour and someone comes up to you and says, hey, I work for this corporation. I saw your speech earlier today. It was great. I can't wait to read the paper. And you start chit-chatting. Oh, by the way, would you be willing to come to headquarters and do this for our, our legal department? Would that be okay? Can't pay you, but it'd be a good, you know, good way to get to the, yeah, 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 I can do that. Okay, we got some opportunity here. Now, that's really the formula, okay? Here's your, here's your problem. Number one, it takes time. It, to be a good writer and a good speaker, it takes time and repetition. And no one has time. Well, you got to make time. Airplanes, hotels. <clears throat> I was up at 4.30 this morning writing because that's the time that I had today. Um, you got to make the time. You've got to make the time um, and be very, very persistent on your follow-ups. Okay. Most, I mean, most of the people, see, people call me now. I don't have to call anybody. <laughs> they call me. But back in the day when I was younger, I'd make five, six, seven calls. Sometimes on the eighth call, I'd finally get through. And then that would lead to a presentation. <laughs> Um, it takes persistence. It takes time. And those are two things that people in this society struggle with. <clears throat> Secondly, and this is, this is probably the biggest barrier to business development in any field, including law, dealing with rejection, <clears throat> dealing with rejection. <clears throat> it's going to happen. <clears throat> You're going to get through. You're going to talk to the head of claims at an insurance company or the head of risk 
at a corporation and you're going to tell them about your paper and that you'd like to come in, they're going to say, no, nope, don't think so. <clears throat> and they're going to hang up on you. And you're going to feel like dog shit. <clears throat> Can't let it get to you. That should fuel you. Should fuel you. Bouncing back from a loss, right? Ask any coach. I, I played football. And I coached football for many years. Mm. You know, it's really easy to coach when your team's winning, right? We, a couple losses in a row. <clears throat> people are hanging their heads. People want to quit. People self-doubt. Low confidence. Beating yourself up. <laughs> I suck. No. <clears throat> you learn from it. Where did I screw up? What did I say in that call? What was the turnoff? What was the turnoff? Okay. Self-assessment, self-analysis, folks. Okay, take a good look in the mirror. Another issue that's going to come up, we can step on a landmine, is overselling. Okay? Overselling, trying too hard. Trying too hard. Talk another way, talking your way out of the sale. You got to know when to shut up, folks. They're interested, okay? Chit -chit, okay? They're interested, right? You Like a famous musician once said, you walk off the stage while the audience is still clapping. Don't stay there all night, okay? Well, this was a fun podcast, but this is an important topic that we're going to come back to. I'm probably going to bring a couple of guests on, some young attorneys I know have been very successful, Okay. You got Nick Roush up there in Minnesota, <clears throat> young, vibrant defense trial attorney, <clears throat> writing reptile papers, doing reptile speeches. He cites me very often. He's a good friend, um, but he does a lot of writing. And because he did a lot of writing, he gets invited to talk. And then here's the great thing. Once this happens, a momentum occurs because your audience members, assuming you're with the right audience, remember you want a mixed crowd. You'll get multiple invites to speak elsewhere. So every speech I do now, every single speech, I get invited to do four or five other speeches from audience members because they like it so much. It's going to take time to get there. But young defense counsel, you can do this. You can do this, but you're really going to plan this out. Identify your targets and mix it up. Mix up your targets. Okay, you can't just go hunting elephants. There's some deer out there, right? A couple squirrels. They all feed you. <clears throat> Mix it up. You know, if your top five targets are okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna call Microsoft, Amazon, uh, General Electric, uh, Ford Motor Company, and Coca-Cola. Okay, okay, easy, easy, easy. <laughs> all right. I'd pick one of those, one, but then, okay, you know, there's smaller, there's some medium-sized niche insurance companies out there. There's some small, there's some hospital, you know, a lot of hospital systems are self-insured. A lot of companies are self-insured for that first $10 million. <clears throat> okay. Utility companies. Manufacturing companies. <clears throat> All right. Mix it up. 
Okay. You're not Aaron judge. You're not going to go out and <laughs> just start jacking home runs. Your first couple of times at the plate, you got to mix it up, mix up your targets, throw in a couple big ones, get some medium ones, get some small ones and stay persistent, stay persistent. All right. Uh, we're going to hit this topic again on the podcast, but if you have questions, reach out because I have a lot of information on this. I've made a, I've broken this down to a science. It's, it's my hobby really is helping people with business development. I get, a, I get calls from attorneys all the time on how to approach potential, uh, approach potential clients, what to do, what to say, what, to, what not to say. Remember, just like me, I'm, I mean, I'm a clinical psychologist. I got no sales training, business development training. Your, your defense counsel, you don't have any sales. So we're in the same boat. <laughs> I've really made this work for me. I know it can work for you, but I also know the amount of work it takes and the steps you need to take. I've made all the mistakes too. <clears throat> so if you want to contact me, feel free to be Kanaski at courtroomsciences.com. And uh, we're going to hit this topic again. I'll have on some guests, but I really, what I like to see are the, uh, the younger attorneys uh, developing, um, really developing, not just with their trial skills and their litigation skills, but also their business skills. That's really important. It's going to make a big difference in your career too. So that being said, do those things I told you to do. Get a hold of me. Happy to help you. If you want to partner on a talk, hey, let's go. Let's go. Absolutely happy to help out. But business development, really, really important, young attorneys. And again, I'm with you. Here to help. Be in touch. Thank you. We love the podcast. We love our audience. Uh, it's really taken off. Really, really taken off. Uh, really, really enjoying this. And uh, we want to keep this going. So again, to our audience, we love you. Uh, we thank you. Thank you so much for participating in this edition of the Litigation Psychology Podcast brought to you by Courtroom Sciences. This is Bill Kanaski. See you next time.